0: Hey guys, Brian Pierce here, your purveyor of awesome. I am home from the limiter, and I am starting to go through content, go through footage, go through pictures. And I quickly wanted to get these interviews out to you guys that I got a chance to do with Cody Webb. Tristan Hart and Max Gersten, who were your one, two, and three on the weekend. So I got a chance to talk to them at different times between Moto One, Two, and then the final. So I just wanted to let you guys know if you enjoyed this, please, first thing you could do, send it to a friend. If you think you have somebody in your life, a riding buddy, uh, you know, a mom, a brother, a sister, that would enjoy these. This content, the interviews that I have here with these writers, please share that with them. Secondly, please go to shop.seattime.co and grab some merch. I don't mean for this to be a mercy pull and that kind of thing, but I don't have any sponsors. I do this for the love of it, and honestly, it costs a little bit of money to get to these events and do the things that I do, so if you could grab a t-shirt, if you could grab a hoodie, get ready for the winter. Maybe you want your wife to look cool in a one-down, five-up hoodie. Go to shop.seattime.co and grab that. And that would be super, super appreciated from me. So I hope you guys enjoy this. If you have any feedback, obviously, find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram, find me on YouTube, and just reach out. Let's talk about it. So you guys, enjoy these interviews, and we'll talk to you in a little bit afterwards. Cody Webb, we got a chance to talk before Revlimer kicked off. Things are going down. We are now one race in. You've got the win here for the race one. What happened? How did it go? And are there anything anything that you are going to change or adjust going into race two? Oh, it went pretty well. Um, didn't get the greatest of starts, but everyone kind of made
1: mistakes up that first uphill that they cupped out real nasty. So um, the top three had a really big lead right off the bat, a nice little gap right off the bat. And... Uh, I got by those guys pretty quick as soon as we got in the first little mine area, and then I just rode consistent the whole rest of the time, and there was a really nasty lapper section, got through there clean, and uh, yeah, I just took maybe riskier lines, but I knew I could do them,
0: and I think I was just saving time on all those little bits. Cool. Well... The Revlimiter is at a new property this year for the fourth event. What is, how different is it for those who, you know, have seen footage of it before or been at the event and maybe aren't aren't out here at Bridgeport? How are you seeing this event different so far? I think it's definitely
1: rockier. I'm not entirely sure, but it seems rockier. When we walked it, it didn't seem too bad, and now it's definitely, uh, it takes a toll on you pretty good. It's, uh... You know, I think all the riders were wondering, "Oh, damn, we got to do more of that." <laughs> so we're only one moto in; we got two left, uh, and it only gets harder from here. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a cool, cool venue. Everything else is going on here at the
0: same time. Uh, I'm a fan. Awesome. Now, when we talked earlier, you mentioned how dry and fast TKO was, and that might have been some of the reasons that you just didn't ride to expectations at the TKO, or just didn't have it, whatever that was, right? Is that the same case here? Like, is this as fast? Is this as dry? Like, it is a different terrain, but is there any... Does any of that correlate?
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely, like, more rock gardens here, which I'm kind of more of a fan of, so it is really dry. it's, It's pretty fast, but not fast at the same time here, so I don't know. I'm a West Coast guy, so I'm used to just dust and crappy dirt all summer, so kind of accustomed to what's out here but they do have some really slick little sections where we go in like some round some springs and they throw you off for sure but uh i don't know i think i just was not taking any risks at tko when i should have been just afraid because you know it is normally pretty slippery there and
0: here today i'm just taking all the risky lines because why not cool now before we let you go and get ready for moto 2 any bike changes anything that you know i need to quote unquote do this different or attack this different for moto 2
1: uh pretty much all we did was just uh change out the tire ran the same tire from yesterday and that first moto and you know it's been about two hours and 15 minutes or so on that tire now and with the gummies you know and the faster rocky train like this they kind of start to shred it was in good enough condition but we got the tires so we might as well put a new one on
0: awesome well good luck and thanks thanks for your time yep Mr. Tristan Hart here after Moto1 2020 Rev Limiter. Okay, overarching. How did the first Moto go? Uh,
2: I don't know. Not that good, I would say. Cody beat me by seven minutes, which I'm not too stoked about, but he's obviously one of the best in the world, so I can't be too bummed, but it's just not what I've been doing the last couple races, so it's I don't exactly feel my best today. I don't know what's going on, but... I'm gonna try my hardest in the next two and see what I can come up with and hopefully bring some magic out there.
0: Right, well one of the things Cody said that you did so well at TKO is being able to carry the speeds that you were carrying at the Tennessee Knockout. It was a lot faster courses, it was a lot drier. It seems to be dry and kind of maybe faster out here. Do you feel that you should be able to be a little bit faster in that or are we just kind of reading the terrain wrong because of the fact that we're the spectators and not the guys on the bikes?
2: It's actually as slippery as TKO I would say goes slippery when it's wet because of the clay but here it's so dry that it's actually slippery so it's complete opposite of what people might think so it's actually hard to push here when the dust gets on the rocks it just turns to ice almost so yeah it's actually like a placebo effect it's crazy interesting yeah
0: i would agree being a spectator obviously trying to watch you guys we we are kind of missing that so that is great information for passing along to all of us out there so we're getting ready for moto 2 any adjustments i know you said you're like i need to get some maybe some mindset some mental game a little bit different but anything to the
2: bike or things that you've done to get ready for moto 2 no just hopefully on this one i can start with cody and then follow some of his lines because he's one of the best in the world at getting creative in the lines like jarvis and so hopefully i can start behind him and just follow him for a bit and maybe make a push towards the end i like that get that pass there at the last minute
0: but you could we can all learn a lot from cody webb maybe uh me more than you i have a feeling that you've got a little bit more experience at this than i do but that's okay well dude good luck in moto Two. thank you very much for your time and hopefully we get a chance to talk to you afterwards thank you Mr. Max Gersten, the mustache is looking pretty primed and ready to go. But how did you, Moto1 of RemLiveter 2020, feel? Were you primed? Were you ready to go? Yeah, I felt good. Um, I got a good start. I pulled the whole shot, actually. And I just wanted to set a pace. I didn't want to do anything crazy. I just wanted to keep moving forward, set a pace, kind of like I always just kind of my M.O., just keep going. Um, so that's what I did. I just kind of kept going, kept moving forward, and I ended up third in that one. So it was really good and tried to stay away from big
1: mistakes, which is what I did. And, uh... I don't know. I want to keep that spot coming into this
0: next one. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a long day on the bike. you' going to start getting hot. So uh, hopefully everybody else starts uh, hurting and I'll, I'll start getting warmed up. Get some mustache power to bring you on through to the wind there, baby. Yeah, right. We've heard a little bit about the dust and how the dust is actually kind of creating a little, it's a little sandy, it's a little dusty, and it's slippery, more slippery than other people would think. Have you noticed that out there? Not really. Okay. Uh, I don't then know. And thoughts on the terrain from you. Yeah well it's weird like some of the spots was like really good traction and some of the spots it's like terrible slippery traction where it's wet so uh, a little unpredictable but it's fun. Cool man well good luck going into Moto2 and thank you very much for your time sir and stay sexy. Thank you. Indeed. <laughs> Moto2 is over Cody Webb's getting ready for Moto3. What happened in Moto2 it looked like there was uh did make it a chance to make it to Rock Lady there was a lot of bottlenecks there were there more bottlenecks were things added what do we need to know about Moto2 that we couldn't see from the sidelines honestly the bottlenecks were better um that lap i
1: think did people get knocked out of the first rev limiter yes yeah so there was many riders and then i think everyone was just smoked i mean it's super hot out here and i know a bunch of people got through the first checkpoint and knew they weren't going to make it to the second one and they got to rock lady and they just turned around and went back i talked to a couple of people that did that so honestly uh it was easier but just man it's four hours now on the bike it's been pretty demanding and it's hot out and I came in back to the trailer, just like felt like a deer in headlights. I just laid in the back of the trailer trying to cool off and uh, not a lot of time for the last one. But, um, you know, they added a
0: couple sections, but it really wasn't too bad. Awesome. And then you said that you were trying to go faster, right? You were trying to figure out the terrain a little bit different. Things weren't exactly what we thought they were going to be. It's a new rev limiter in the sense that it's a new property. What changes potentially going into shorter lap times coming up? and the fact that you might need to be more aggressive and or faster in this last moto? I'm just going for survival at this point.
1: I'll be honest.
0: That that I was about to say, that is an honest opinion, but it, I mean, like, it's been a tough day and everybody's kind of taxed?
1: Yeah, I mean, at least everyone in the Sherco pits here is
0: laying down, about to puke, passed out, so hopefully everyone else is feeling the same way. Understood. Well, dude, enjoy that banana and good luck in about 30 minutes, and uh, we'll talk to you afterwards. Sounds good. Bye. We're getting ready to go into Moto Three. Got a chance to catch up with Tristan Hart here. So, Tristan, how did Moto Two go, and what are we thinking about when we're going into Moto Three?
2: Moto Two actually went pretty good. You know, I I started right behind Cody, and we were going so hard. I was looking at my heart, rate, and I'm like, "This is not sustainable." He's, I'm burning more energy than him. I think because he's so he was so smooth on this track. I don't know what he changed from TKO, but. Something's different, and he is riding good today, that's for sure. I could not hang with him. I actually caught him on the second lap, but then after that, I felt really sick. I I blew it. I don't know. Well,
0: that's okay. So just for those out there, like when you're like, man, I was looking at my heart rate, and it was really high, like what is that to you, right? What's a high, like us mere mortals, when we're in the 175s, we're like, I am going to go puke and throw up, but what is that for
2: you? I was at one, my max was 190, I think, which I think is my very max so, yeah, at that point, it's just not sustainable for very long. And I was in it. I was in 180 to 190 for a long time. And that was already our fourth hour for the day on the bike. So it's, this next one's going to be gnarly. And, and at this point, for me to beat Cody, the only way is for a bike malfunction for Cody because he's got 1-1 one, one, and I got 2-2 two, two, and it's 3-moto scoring. So it's going to be tough to beat him now. So for those out
0: there that are noticing what he just said, max heart rate, not sustainable. By the way, max heart rates are not sustainable because it would be the highest number that you would have. Right, Tristan? That's correct. Is that how math works? I think so. All right, we'll go with it. So, hey, go out in Moto3, have fun, go get the win, and don't worry about what Cody Webb is going to do or if a bike malfunction because you go win. It doesn't matter. You did the best you could, and then the cards will fall as they fall, right? I'm just going to try and survive, honestly. <laughs> You're not the first person that's told me that with a camera and or a mic in their face to get a recording. But again, just go have fun, right? Ride your dirt bike and uh, and just goof off, okay? Yeah, thank you. All right, buddy. Do, do a good job. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, Cody Webb, you did win all three motos today here at 2020 Rev Limiter. But tell us a little bit how that Moto 3 went and why your eye is uh, so different from what is before when you started the event. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got face slapped twice. There's face slappers everywhere around here. And Texas is dangerous, man. I swear, everything out here was trying to kill me. Like, these, every single bush has thorns. Like, you can't even break a branch out without starting bleeding out here. There's water moccasins everywhere, copperheads, some red beetle. I guess it's, like, everything's poisonous. It scares me. But, uh, yeah, I just got slapped in the same part of my face twice today. And it's a little puffy right now and scratched up. But we're all right. And, um that final moto uh after the second race i ran out of water i ran, actually ran out of water both first two races but i ran out of water pretty early on in that second race and uh definitely was feeling the effects of some heat exhaustion and thought there was no chance i'd be able to hammer down on the main event and my goal was basically just to uh survive and finish second because i knew i'd get the overall with a 1-1-2 one, one, and the race started and i just kind of let tristan go I was just kind of cruising and uh, through the rocks, I had a pace so that was for sure faster than what he was doing through the rocks. So I was like, "Well, I can go faster than this." So I had a really risky line up high and was able to get past him. And then I kind of just <laughs> cruise all <of> the trail <laughs> and then rip the rocks. And it was like a game of cat and mouse. Uh, I definitely had the advantage of the super tech stuff, and he was doing everything he could to catch me. And you know, at the end of the day, I had enough in the tank. I got a nice blister on my hand here from five hours of riding a day, but. Uh, no, I'm happy for sure uh, last two races. I got taken down and I felt like I got whipped and today uh, Just felt like I kind of just owned the pace and I never really Overdid it, but I think I mean maybe in that second race, but we all did everyone was hurting so uh, and It was great to redeem myself and
0: put the shirt go back on top right on and so this event was here back part of September, still kind of hot here in Texas, obviously, you know, crest in the 90s a little bit. But, we're, you know, it sounds like we're going to be back in March, so it's going to be cooler. What do you think, how would this property differ when it's extremely cold versus as hot as it was today? I mean, obviously with cooler temperatures, we're not
1: going to get as fatigued, but I think the course will be really nasty. I mean, considering there's little, some puddles and wet spots out here already with a couple springs here and there. Uh, if we had this race in March, uh, it'd be a whole different ball game. It'd be a lot slower pace for
0: sure. Well, what's next for
1: Cody Webb? Where do we find more about what's going on for you guys in Cherco? Yeah, we got um, Enduro Cross here coming up in a couple of weeks and four rounds in a week in California and then a little bit time off in the last two rounds in Boise, Idaho. So uh, end of October, roughly,
0: middle, early November. I don't know exactly. I, I'll figure it out when I get there. You know, there's a schedule on your calendar somewhere. You just have to open it, right, Cody?
1: Yeah, I know. Exactly. I, I'm not worried about it right
0: now. Well, good job today, man, and thanks for chatting with us. Hell yeah. Thank you. So the goal, Mr. Tristan Hart, was to stay with Mr. Cody Webb, and it looked like for a while there you were doing a really good job, and, you know, you guys were kind of cat and mouse in it. So how do you think that that Moto3 went for
2: you? Uh, for me, it went pretty good, actually. That was probably my best race of the day, but... I'm not sure how hard Cody was actually trying. I think he was holding back a bit because he knew he didn't have to win. He just, he was so good in the rocks that he could blitz them, gain 30 seconds on me, and then I would go my hardest to make that 30 seconds up the rest of the track. So for him, he just, he's got a big advantage in the rocks over me right now. So that's my plan this winter is to learn how to ride rocks like Cody. Okay, so you
0: say that, and I was actually about to ask, like, what does that mean, right? Like, I'm going to go – you said it, right? I'm going to go learn to ride rocks like Cody. In my mind, it's I'm going to go try to learn how to ride rocks differently, better, be more aggressive, whatever that looks like. Like, when you try to put that quote-unquote training plan into practice, what's already on the top of mind for you?
2: Like – what am I going to do to...
0: Right, like, if you're going to be like, okay, for three days a week, I'm going to go start practicing rocks and try to be more aggressive, try to be faster, try to, quote-unquote, be more like
2: Cody Webb. Like, what do you think that's going to take? I actually need to be less aggressive, I think. If you watch Cody in the rocks, it looks like he's not even trying. It looks like he's out for a Sunday cruise, and I'm behind him trying my hardest, 50 beats higher on the heart rate monitor. I'm like, no, this ain't working. So I gotta, I got to go slower to go faster, I think that's for sure and sit down stand i don't know but i gotta figure it out
0: i like it well i think you had a phenomenal show in here today obviously you did win the tko which is a huge accomplishment on your resume as you're kind of like you know creating a name for yourself and becoming somebody that is someone to reckon with so overall though on the day three motos in second at the rev limiter what is probably a highlight of the day being done (laughs) I like it. So apparently survival is the key.
2: I actually felt really good in the last one. I could have gone for another hour probably. Maybe because I was pissed off that I was sucking all day. I don't know, but yeah, had some homework to do. Cool man. We'll travel safe.
0: Thanks for coming down and having fun with us, and we'll see you at the next one. Thank you. Later, boss man. You're the boss. Hey. Well, there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed the insight from the riders looking into their weekend a little bit more at the 2020 rev limiter. It was interesting because of the fact that we did change locations. So the rev limiter was not the same rev, rev limiter that it has been in the past. As well now we were in late September. It was way hotter than I think some people were thinking it would be, but also it was not in the 30s as it normally would be in March. It was not nearly as wet as it normally would be as it was in March. So it does sound like Revlimiter 5 for 2021 will be back in March, but will still be at the Bridgeport property. Hopefully this Texas 4 Fest idea can continue that Jeep can come back on because everything that was going on what made an amazing weekend. And you know what made my weekend even more amazing is every single person that said hi to me, that said thank you to me, that said that they enjoy what i put out there. You have no idea what that means to me. There were gentlemen and ladies out there. They even brought me beer. They high-fived me. They gave me knuckles. Um, it was it's It's just awesome. I just want to say that it was so amazing to be back at an event, to be talking dirt bikes again, to even being able to ride a motorcycle. So thank you very much to everybody that came by and said hi and just spend a little bit of time with me this weekend. It truly is amazing. Again, if you guys did enjoy this, please, one, take the time to share it with one of your riding buddies, somebody that you think would enjoy the content, and two, remember, please stop by shop.seattime.co and consider picking up maybe one of the one down five up coffee mugs, maybe a hoodie, it is getting a little bit chillier. If you like the raglan t-shirts like you see me wearing, there's a couple there that you can get. And I do have more coming, so even if you're not looking to purchase something right now, Think about signing up for the newsletter because I promise what you'll see before the end of October, you will want to know about the second that it comes out. So again, thank you guys very much for your time. Share this with a friend. And remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome. See you guys on the internet.